we can't just throw in the towel and say, it's okay, this whole world is becoming obese, so let's just learn to live with it. Because if we do that, we're just setting ourselves up for pain and suffering. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit Could you do me a huge favor that will only take you a few seconds? Could you help me to get this show discovered by more people who could benefit from it? You're thinking, yes, I want to help, but how do I do it? Here's how you do it. Please make sure that you are following the Begin Within podcast on whatever podcast listening platform that you are on right now, and also give it a rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take 30 seconds to write a quick review about how much you love this show. If you've already done this, Thank you so much, and if you're about to do it, thank you as well. Now, let's get into our episode. My guest today is Dr. Lynn Wagner. She is Green Bay, Wisconsin's integrative medicine expert. So she is not too far from me, even though we have guests here really from around the world. Um, I'm happy to have her back on the show and happy to be able to help her to promote her work, which takes place just a few miles down the road from where Amanda and I live in Appleton, Wisconsin. Dr. Wagner believes that true healing starts with a healthy lifestyle. She was an emergency medicine physician early in her career, and she saw what she says is unnecessary disease and suffering, which was the result of a life lived out of balance. She helps her patients to get back into balance by incorporating principles of integrative medicine into their lives. She's able to help her patients then to achieve their health goals. I'm happy to have her back. If you love what you hear, you love her approach, and I definitely do, go back and listen to one of our very first episodes here on the Begin Within podcast. Episode number six featured Dr. Wagner talking a little bit about her own routine and how she has built practices into her life to allow for greater resilience. So once again, go check out that episode. If you haven't already, it's been one of our most popular episodes. So if you've been here for a while, you've probably already listened to it and you are excited just like I am to hear her back here on the show. Now, this episode is all about 
parents. So many of you are raising families. You have so many responsibilities. And I've told you before, I am absolutely convinced that parenting is the toughest job that there is. On top of that, you are here because you care about becoming healthier and helping your family to do the same. So I invited Lynn back on the episode so that she could tell us a little bit more about how things work in her house. How is it that she, as a doctor, keeps health as a priority and at the same time helps her family to continue to move toward a healthier place? There are three things that I want you to listen to. Three themes, just like we usually do here on the Begin Within podcast. First of all, She's going to use the word osmosis a few times, too, I think, for sure. And I want you to listen close when she does, because the essence of what she is communicating to us is that so much of making health a priority has to do with the example that you are setting as a parent. Not to add more pressure to you, but actually to make this process a little bit simpler rather than trying to get everybody to to fit into the box focus on where you're going what you're doing and watch how everyone else will follow so listen for that then she's gonna early on talk about the idea of learning And you know that we love that word here. I love that word. Growing, learning, developing, moving, shifting. We talk about this process by just, you know, taking little steps in the direction that you want to go. And here is a doctor who has for decades made health, wellness, fitness a priority for herself. She admits that she's still learning to systematize learning to find little little cheats and little hacks. So listen for that. I think you're going to love that. You'll love her approach. And she's going to hopefully help you to cut some corners and make some quicker progress, maybe even than she did, as a result of the things that she has learned along the way. And then the final theme that I want you to listen for is the idea throughout our interview of just being flexible, having a backup plan in place. When things go wrong, when things are difficult, you are going to have something that you could fall back on that is going to be good enough in those moments. Here is my interview with Dr. Lynn Wagner. You know, I'm seeing a big movement for self-acceptance and self-love, which is Mm -hmm. amazing, right? So the most important thing in anything with health and wellness is learning to be self-accepting and have self-love because without that, we will never be truly content no matter how thin we get or how healthy we eat. There's a huge Mm -hmm. tendency for people to go way too far into it, but there's a huge but with this. At the same time, I'm a little bit disturbed by the... um, you know, there's this, there's this huge acceptance of like, like, Hey, it's okay. If we're obese, it's okay. So it's a tricky, this is a tricky thing to talk about, right? This is very controversial, but the fact is 
Obesity is an inflammatory disease. It causes early death and disability and suffering. And I don't care how much we love ourselves, we're still gonna have earlier death, chronic disease and disability more likely to happen if we're mm. obese. So it's a, it's a black and white thing, right? So on one hand, if we are obese or our kids are obese, we have to learn how to be loving and accepting and not shaming, right? Because there's so many more things beyond that physical body that are important for that kid and for ourselves. At the same time, we can't just throw in the towel and say, it's okay, this whole world is becoming obese, so let's just learn to live with it. Because if we do that, we're just setting ourselves up for pain and suffering. Does that make sense? Yeah, wow. You're, you're, you are diving in. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I'm going to start with that. So okay. if you're someone listening to this and you're just like, oh, my kid's in hockey and the other one's in dance and I work full time and my husband works more than full time. So our lives are literally like this, like hamster wheel ex existence. Yeah. So we're, we just, that we can't take it on to eat healthy. Like it's just not po physically possible. You have to realize that you are making a decision to increase your child's chance of suffering and death and disability as an adult. That is it. So, so obviously I'm super passionate about this and mm -hmm. I don't think it's something that we can, we can take that liberty with. So we either need to, as a society, cut out some of the stuff that is keeping us from eating healthy and say no and set boundaries and maybe move into a smaller house and stop buying all the stuff we're buying. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Or figure out a way to system systematize it. Right. So, so I'm, you know, me, I'm busy, right? Right. My husband owns a business. I have kids all over the place. Um, I've got lots of interests and hobbies. I like to get good sleep. So I've got all these different things pulling me away from trying to eat a healthy diet, but I'm learning. Notice that I said learning. I haven't mastered it. <laughs> I am learning how to systematize it so that I can do all these things I love to do and still eat healthy. Right. So I think that's the most important thing is just really looking at things and like, how can I make this super, super simple that I actually can stick with it and it's not going to cost me too much money and I'm not going to hate what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of time and it takes like investing in learning how to do that. Yeah. So you use that, that word system, systematize a couple of times. Um, yeah. can you tell me more about that? Like, and maybe specifically some examples, if you don't mind of how yeah, that so actually looks. It's kind of like just um, making it so routine that you don't have to think about it anymore. Because anything that we do that we have to think about or like worry too much about or like uh, it's going to take time mm -hmm. and energy, which is harder to do. So the more you make it kind of bulletproof and dummy proof, the more it'll be easier to be part of your routine. So an example in my life, um, and I get made fun of by my kids all the time for this kind of stuff. It's like a running joke. But, you know, I have the same breakfast almost every day. It's what works for me. It's healthy. It's a green smoothie with eggs. Boom. Okay. Right. Bulletproof. We can, my husband, and I can whip that out or I can whip that up by myself within like three minutes, literally maybe a little longer, but it's pretty fast. Um, lunch again, I try to systematize it. And this does, this is where it starts to get imperfect because if we don't have leftovers then it's not as easy, but I almost always have make extra for my dinner. If I'm in cooking to have lunch the next day, mm -hmm. or if we go out for dinner, and it's a healthy place, I'll actually order an extra entree. And that's where it starts to get kind of expensive. So that's not something everyone can do. Um, but you can order an extra entree. Third option is I always know my bulletproof lunch if I don't have leftovers. And that's like, for me, it's literally like romaine lettuce, quinoa, or garbanzo beans if I don't have time to make the quinoa. So I'll just get a can of, gar can of garbanzo beans, cheese, some chopped lunch meat, 
some onions to add some flavor and then um, oil and lemon. You know what yep. I mean? And then maybe like a little baggie of nuts and a piece of fruit. So, so for me, that's like, that's, I know that no matter what, if I have a little bit of food in my fridge or if I have leftovers, I've got breakfast and lunch covered. It makes shopping easier. So I know when I go to the store, I always need those certain ingredients. Um, and, and can it be boring? Sure. It can yeah. be boring, but then you can be flexible on your weekends and your holidays and things like that. If you want to, if you want to flex things up a little bit, um, another, and then for dinner, that's where I get a little bit more creative. But I still have, I mean, this is where my kids make fun of me. I still have my standard meals that I know how to make really fast. So like, they're so sick of Taco Bar, they probably have it coming out of their ears. But I don't, I don't need to make a grocery list. I don't need to know how to cook anything for Taco Bar. I just need ground beef and seasonings and some, you know what I mean? Taco chips, whatever. It's pretty easy for me. So I have these like systematic bulletproof things that really, really work when we're in a time crunch. Nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds like, like there's a lot of intention behind behind it but at the same time there's like little backup backup plans that yep. are always there yeah so i always have backup so like i always have i have the three or four restaurants i know that i can go to that have pretty healthy food you know we love mm -hmm. chipotle in our household because you can get pretty healthy food at chipotle um so my backup plans or i have a soup place across from my office that is ridiculously amazing really healthy so that's my backup for lunch if i didn't have time to make the salad and i don't have leftovers but i know i can get a really good nourishing healthy soup there so i have my little backups everywhere um and then i think the biggest thing that pa parents struggle with is that evening right so like mm -hmm. When you work all day and then your kids are in activities all night and you're just exhausted like who has time to come home and make this beautiful meal um and that is a huge challenge so that's where it's learning how to order out and go to a place like chipotle or even go to noodles where you can get zoodles instead of pasta and things like that um it's learning how to do that kind of stuff or it's learning how to be just amazing at the slow cooker i had a patient last week who she she's just she's working like 60 hours a week and she said they're just living out of slow cooker meals. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's getting really good at having a system where every night you get the stuff ready to throw it in the cooker in the morning before you leave for the day. But that takes skill. That takes skill and practice, right? So it's all it's all hard. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think parents struggle with a lot, and I struggle with, is like traveling or snacks and and things like that on the weekends mm -hmm. or after school. Um, and that's, I think another place where you can get really, really bulletproof where you are, you get really good at keeping healthy bars in the house. So, um, there are a lot of granola bars that are super high in sugar. There's a lot that are not as high in sugar. Um, learning how to just keep nuts in the house, dried fruit, fresh fruit, um, jerky. A lot of kids love jerky, cheese sticks. So there's a lot of really healthy to go items that you can keep in the house, hummus, little guacamole dishes that you get at Costco. Um, and it's just talking with your kids about it. Mm. So like I, it, when a week comes, you know, I'm like, Hey, my kids love packing their lunch. Cause they don't like school lunch. Um, they pack their own though. So I'm like, Hey guys, what do you want in your lunches this week? What sounds good? Do we need to make an advance on Sunday? Can I just buy a big package of that at Costco? Um, and it's just, you know, having that, that ongoing conversation with them. Nice. Um, and then I think I'm sorry, I'm not letting you ask me any questions. Uh, you're doing all my work for me. I love right. it. But um, the other, you know, so the, then the question was, okay, you know, Dr. Wagner, I am not going to make two meals for my kids. Like I'm trying to eat clean. I need to be lower carb. I'm trying to lose some weight because I'm a menopausal woman. Um, and my kids are in three sports and burning mm -hmm. 5,000 calories a day and I need to feed them. How do I do that? And that is a, that is a really, really tricky one, right? Because I'm in the same boat. I have athletic kids. Um, I, if I ate as much as they did or the type of food that they eat, I would probably weigh about 30 more pounds than I do. 
Um, and the key is, is, is having, so when I make a meal, I have the meal that I'm going to eat, which is usually like a protein and a vegetable and maybe like a complex carbohydrate, like a sweet potato or a grain. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I always add more that I just don't eat. So like I'll make a, a, a pasta dish or I'll have a big baguette and bread, you know what I mean? Okay. Or I'll have tortilla chips. So, so with kids, what I really am careful about is, um, you know, they don't need to eat as restricted as maybe an older person does because our metabolism slows. And as we mm -hmm. age, it's just, it is what it is. Unfortunately, we can't eat like our, like we did when we were kids. Like if I ate, like I did when I was a kid, I would probably be 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. So, so you have to learn how to like, but, and then you have to have the willpower to not eat the stuff that you're feeding your kids. Um, mm -hmm. which is a whole nother story, but we're talking about the kids here, not ourselves. So, you know, it's just realizing that they, and they have, they they can be more flexible. So kids can get away with eating Doritos and Cheez-Its. And, you know, some people who are purists in the health world would say that's ridiculous, but I mean, come on, you starve your kids of all these foods for their whole life. And then they go to college. What do you think is going to happen? It's just, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not right. realistic. Like they're going to go to birthday parties. They're going to go to the movies, which that doesn't really happen anymore, but they're going to have slumber parties. I mean, when my kids have slumber parties, my cart is embarrassing. It's literally soda, Doritos, Oreos, <laughs> because you know what they do it. They binge, they have their little fun sleepover. And then, you know, during the week, my, I would say my kids are pretty healthy. Yeah. Not from force from, from demonstration by osmosis, you know, they're yeah. not going to do what they tell them to do. They're going to do what we do. Gotcha. Awesome. So. That's a, those are great tips. I love the idea of having the, the meal kind of main components figured out or you have your go-to stuff for it. And then you're just adding in another, another side dish or whatever to keep, keep the kids happy. Yeah. Like if it's Mac and cheese, great. If it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, great. You know? Yeah. Awesome. You can't, you can't starve them. <laughs> That's great. How about, I'm curious if you don't mind talking about, um, working out exercise a little bit yeah. and so, um, putting I, that in. Yeah. And that I, I'm, I'm obviously super passionate about that as well. Um, you know, I, our education system, I think is lacking insanely lacking in movement. You know, our kids sit all day. I just was at a conference for the last three days where I was sitting all day long. And, you know, when I have to do that for too many days in a row, I feel terrible. I feel lethargic. My body hurts. Um, you know, just, it's not the way our bodies are meant to be. We're meant to move every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have to just as adults have to be very strategic about exercising and joining the gym and fitting exercise into their lives. Um, movement has been taken from our child's lives as well. And so we have to be strategic about how they get movement in their lives. So for some families, it's not an issue. So for these really athletic families who are doing the hockey and the dance and things like that, those kids are working out several hours a day after school. So, so they're, they're a whole different category. Um, but for the other kids who are maybe just doing little sporadic or lighter sports and they're not doing a daily activity, um, I, as a, as a parent, I would really, tr you know, start to focus on that and just ask yourself every day, like, did my, did my kid move today? And if not, how can I get my kid to move today? So, you know, one of the things I do with my 13 year old, cause he's not, he's, he's younger and I'm not into a lot of like organized sports as much. So, he's not in like the basketball and, the, and that kind of stuff all the time. Um, so he, but he's really good at going outside and playing for an hour straight, you know, like running around with the basketball or the football or in this, like now that there's snow, he's playing in the snow. 
and he knows the importance of fitness and movement, but he knows that play counts as his movement. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. so I think, I think it's just being intentional or, or just taking your kid for a walk and being like, Hey, just so you know, um, before dinner, every night or after dinner, let's go for a walk. What a great experience. You have time to talk to your kid. They can vent, you can vent. Um, so there's just so many different ways you can do it today. For example, my kids are kind of in between sports right now. And so they're both going to the Y after school. So I'm going to drop them off. I'm going to do my grocery shopping while they're at the Y. Um, he'll, he'll probably just run around on the basketball court and my daughter will probably do more organized fitness because she's older, but it's just, it's just showing them the importance of it. Um, and, and again, that's a really a demonstration thing. So I'm a, lo I'm a lover of fitness. And so my kids mm -hmm. have seen that and they've seen that mom's not happy unless she gets her little exercise in every day. And so I think it's a little bit of an osmosis thing as well. Okay. Awesome. How do you, how do you find time personally to make sure that it fits in? Um, I, it's just not negotiable for me. Um, so the, I think for me and I'm like, I know everyone's not like this. I'm wired a different way, but, um, I don't feel as good if I don't exercise. And so I will give up mostly everything if in order to exercise like that. I have some non-negotiables like family time. I won't give up on obviously, you know, eating healthy is probably parallel with exercise, maybe a little more important, um, sleep. I'm going to sleep before I exercise. I'm getting better at that. I used to actually like skip sleep to exercise and I'm really realizing at my age, that's not really good for you. Um, but otherwise I'll, and work, you have to go to work, but otherwise I'll push aside everything, my cleaning my house, organizing things, laundry, um, grocery shopping, socialization. I definitely give that up a lot. So it's just, it's just like where you're finding your priorities and where you put it. Gotcha. But awesome. I, it's, it's the same thing. Like once you systematize it, you know, you can go on the rower for 30 minutes and is that really going to affect your whole day? You know, no, you can give up 30 minutes. It's just that we, we all spend time two hours on social media or, you know, we mm -hmm. waste time throughout the day that we're not even realizing that we're doing it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then at the end of the day. And I think for people who are working full time or on Zoom calls all day at their desk, it's, you know, I have some some patients who actually like just every lunch break, they're doing a, a little quick mile walk around the around their house or their building, wherever they're at. Um, mm -hmm. You can do like little hit high intensity interval training things throughout the day, which mm -hmm. I think is at that point in time, I think it's really great to work with a trainer or someone who knows what they're doing, who can give you a plan. Mm hmm. Cool. I agree. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> that wasn't a plug for you at all, but it, it's true. You know, like I tell people all the time, I'm like, just get someone to help you to get someone to tell you what to do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say would be maybe the best first step for somebody who's, I mean, it's for us, I think we, we sometimes look at it like we've been focused on this stuff even for decades. And so as life changes, we can find ways to keep it in. Yes. But what about somebody who's, who's listening and they're like, I got to take better care of myself. Right. I can see that my kids are going to need that too. Yeah. How do I start? Like, what would you recommend be the, would be the best first step? Maybe for um, some, Well, I would say, future. first of all, I would say like, awesome. Congratulations for anyone thinking that way. That's amazing. And then um, second of all, the, the best way to get there is just taking that first step. So it's that whole philosophy of, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So anything major that you're trying to accomplish is done in just small, consistent steps, right? Um, we know that all of these big fads, like New Year's resolutions, everyone goes to the gym, everyone joins that detox and that food plan and that diet. We know statistically th that those don't work. So you don't need to do that. You don't need to perfect yourself in one day. It's just looking at the whole situation and being like, okay, maybe this week I'm going to start by um, 
peeling carrots and having carrots available as a snack, right? Or I'm going to decide what my bulletproof breakfast is going to be, or I'm going to choose to like get off soda. It's one thing, one. And then you have one thing and then you compound it with the next thing and the next and pretty pretty soon you have the whole the whole plan, right? Yeah. So it's just taking that first step. Awesome. And what patience. having patience, which is oh what yeah, of us. <laughs> absolutely. Um, just before I let you go, what would be the best way for someone to get in touch with you or follow your work? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I have a private practice in um, De Pere, Wisconsin. So that's the you know if you want to see me one on one, that's the easiest place to see me. Um, I have a website where all of my information is housed in the clinic, the clinic phone number and things like that. That's uh, lynnkwagner.com. Um, and then I do, I'm pretty active on social media, hit or miss, depending on how busy I am, but Facebook, Instagram, I'm just getting into TikTok now, which we'll see what, we'll okay. see what happens with that. Um, and then I, I have my own podcast as well with a co-host. So we, we do that episode every once in a while. We're going to be getting back into that soon as well. So okay. thanks for asking. Me all. Yeah, you bet. Dr. Lynn Wagner. Thanks for being thank here you. with us. Awesome. Once again, I want to thank Dr. Wagner for being here on the Begin Within podcast. I will link in the show notes to her website where you can go and get all kinds of cool, free resources. And of course, you are more than welcome. And I encourage you to connect with Dr. Wagner on her social media channels as well. I'm there. She shares real practical stuff. I know that you're going to love it. So please follow her, get in touch with her and benefit from the work that she is doing to help just real people, just like you and me, to improve their health one step at a time. Let's go back just for a few moments. I'm going to try to not get up on too big of a soapbox here today because you know I am not a parent. I can't imagine what raising children is like. So again, I don't have a a soapbox here to stand on much of one anyway, but I know that this topic is important for you. I know that that's the reason that you are here because you are a parent who wants to help your kids have the best possible life that you can in terms of health. You want to support them to be able to do what Dr. Wagner was talking about to avoid future pain and suffering that comes as a result of making decisions that are less healthy over and over and over again as a family. Not only that, I know probably the main reason that you're here is that your individual health is a focus for you. And that is something that I am so happy to help with. But let's revisit the three things that I wanted you to listen for. Those three themes we might call them. Of course, there are many others. There's just tons of great things that Dr. Wagner talked about. But first of all, the idea of osmosis. We talk talk about that word a lot and we say, hey, this doesn't happen through osmosis, right? Like it's just not automatic. Like I can't just um, want something for you and then you have it because I wanted it for you. But I love that she uses that word because it's going to take some of the pressure off of you as a parent in trying to help your your family to be healthier the simple truth is that they will do what you do 
And I'm, again, I'm not saying that from my personal experience. I'm telling you what a doctor who is also a mother told me in the interview, (laughs) right? So take some of the pressure off. It's okay to focus on the decisions that you need to make in order to be healthier because when the people around you in your household see you doing that, it will impact them. When they see you putting yourself, your health as a priority, setting aside time to get exercise, being intentional about making sure that you have lots of nutritious food to fuel your body, making sure that you are getting a good night's rest, making sure that you're actually drinking water throughout the day. Those those little things are going to impact the people around you and not just your immediate family, but maybe others. You have no idea how far reaching your example will be when you really start to be intentional and take steps to make your health a bigger and bigger priority in your life. And the one thing you want most to have happy, healthy kids that don't have to deal with unnecessary suffering and pain and illness, that's going to come along with it as they see you and imitate you. So I thought that was such a cool thing to keep in mind in this whole big process, this pressure-filled world of parenting. It's just about setting a good example. So the question that I will ask you, and again, I'm, I'm not where you're at, but I'm here to support you. The question would be, what example am I setting for the people that are closest to me? And maybe if you haven't been setting the example that you want to be setting, maybe it's okay to just have a conversation about it with those people. And let them know that you want to do a better job. And that they're going to be seeing you doing a better job in the future. So that they have some context for it. And it starts to make sense for them. And now there's something there. Something there valuable for them to imitate. The second theme I asked you to listen for was all about learning. Again, here we have a doctor... She's been doing this for a long time. She helps people do this day in and day out. But she admits that this is about learning. This is about growing and figuring out how to do things, figuring out what works best. And life happens for all of us. So the thing that works best might not work tonight for dinner. The thing that works best to get your workout in tomorrow might not happen. And so we have to find ways around. It's all about learning and thinking on our feet, which leads me into the next theme. But before we do go on, I love that phrase of perfecting yourself in one day won't work. It won't work. Just do what you can today to be healthier than you were yesterday. Do what you can to make the healthiest decisions that you are able to today. Now that third theme, be flexible. As you are learning, as you're figuring this thing out, you're going to find shortcuts, you're going to find hacks, you're going to find things that work for you and your family. But 
just because they might be the best dancers doesn't mean they're going to work all the time. So we have to be flexible. We all have to be flexible when it comes to our health journey, our journey to being healthier. One of the things that Dr. Wagner talked about was having a backup plan. I mean, she even threw some names of some restaurants out that are in her neighborhood that can serve up a healthy enough meal for the times when life gets a little crazy. She talked about how she doesn't want to make two meals. And so she's found kind of a way to keep everybody happy and at the same time have plenty of healthy things available for herself and for the family. So think about that, just being flexible. Think about a backup plan. If you've got this great idea and it doesn't work out, what might be the next best thing? What might be a way for just to be good enough for today? And just being willing to change as we as we learn and as we grow, right? Instead of continuing to uh, go all in and then, oh, I failed again. Go all in, I, oh, I failed again. Just learning from that process and saying like, okay, let me try something different next time. Let's see how this works. You have license to do that in this process. You don't have to be perfect. Do what you can. Do the best you can. Set a good example. Keep on learning and be flexible. I want to thank you so much for being here with me this week. I also want to thank those of you who have been giving some ratings on your podcast platforms. I appreciate it so much very much. I see those numbers going up. I love you for that. And I also want to thank you if you listen on Apple for going to the show, scrolling down to where you can leave a review and just taking 30 seconds to type one out about how this show has benefited you. Those of you that have done that, once again, I want to thank you so very much. The reason that I'm so appreciative is You doing that helps other people to find this show and hopefully benefit from it. So thank you so much for doing that. And I just want to say this, as this show continues to grow, as we come up now on on the completion of the first year of the Begin Within podcast, I want to make sure that we're having guests on that are supporting you, that are helping to make this journey better for you. So I would love for you to shoot me some recommendations. I thank you so much, those of you who have, and I want you to continue to do that, as well as topics that you'd like us to explore. Feel free, send those to me. Send me an email, nate at beginwithin.fit, or even better, I think, connect with me on Instagram. You can send me a message. I'm at Nate Slager. And let's continue the conversation about the ways that you benefited from this episode, from the others, and what ideas you have as a listener for me to explore in the future. Once more, I want to thank you so much for spending some of your time and your precious attention and focus here with me today. I hope you have an awesome day and I will talk to you next week on the Begin Within podcast. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path, the healthy person you want to be. Just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get
get the results you deserve.